You are listening to the Movie Cheer Podcast. The best place for movie topics and blockbuster discussions. Welcome to Movie Cheer Town. Now everyone, it's time to spread a bit of movie cheer. Welcome to the Movie Cheer Podcast, the show for movie fans. I am your host, AP, aka Mr. Movie Cheer, and on today's edition of the Movie Cheer Pod, I will be discussing 90s movie room tech versus 2000s uh, movie room tech, putting them two errors, two decades of movie room tech up against each other, just really comparing, sharing stories, my own personal experiences how I feel about them now, uh, and just just a general chit-chat about that. So I thought it would be a really good headline topic to discuss today on the show. Um, But that will be today's headline topic. As always, we've got plenty of other movie-related content and discussions. So uh, before we get to today's headline topic, I like to start the show off with a segment called What's Been on the Screen. What's been on the screen? The screen. What's been on the screen? What's been on the screen? What have I been watching over this past week, ladies and gents? Well, I have watched the the new trailer, well, the trailers for the new Ghostbusters movie. So there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out March 22nd, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. This is a sequel to the the last one, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And, uh, you know, this is one where it's bringing back pretty much the majority of that cast from that movie, Paul Rudd, all the younger cast members, and it's also bringing back the the returning cast members from the original movies as well, the original two movies, who did feature in Afterlife um, briefly at the end, so really we don't know whether it's going to be a similar sort of thing with this one, or whether they're going to feature, you know, your Bill Murray's, your Dan Aykroyd's throughout. Um, I think personally, I think Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd will probably appear more than Bill Murray. I think Bill Murray might be kind of like a like a bit at the end where he comes and joins. I can't see Bill Murray doing a doing the full movie personally. I just I just feel just I just don't think he, he he would do the full movie. I think like Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson, I may be wrong. I, I it'd be great if he did do the full movie. Uh, but it's basically uh this this movie is the the premise of it from the two trailers and I want to get to the trailers in a moment. Um the basically Dan Aykroyd's character finds this like he owns this like oddity shop like where they sell all weird relics and stuff like that and he gets brought this egg uh this sort of like egg relic it looks like a like a golden egg uh or a rusty old golden egg and basically then this egg freezes up and it releases these ghosts and this frozen empire of these evil i think they call them full bore ghosts and they're here to like strike fear into the into new york and into the world to destroy the world and there's like the threat of a new ice age so that's the premise and the ghostbusters obviously we've got to save the day the young ghostbusters the new team and the old team they join up so it's like a mega team it's like an avengers style avengers assemble of ghostbusters in this movie um but I want to talk about the two trailers. So, first of all, I watched the, um, the first trailer come up. I was watching just on YouTube. And so I, I remember 
see, hearing about this movie a while back, and I was, you know, I was looking forward to it. I liked Afterlife, I thought it was a good film. And I heard that they, they, were, doing, they were doing the sequel, Frozen Empire. And then I just just like, you know, scanning through YouTube as you do, and it just pops up, you know, uh, Sony, Enter- like Sony Entertainment, the YouTube channel, the official trailer for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Now, this was the US trailer I watched first of all. And I watched it, and I thought, you know what, it looked okay, but I just felt like it was just a bit, kind of like, felt a bit of a... A mismatch of a trailer. It felt like it was kind of like a bunch of clips put together rather than a trailer telling, like, you know, I think good trailers really just make, they tease the movie, but they really, you know, they show you a bit of the movie and they show you the good bits, but then it's this kind of like an element to the trailers, a bit of a movie itself, and it's kind of like engaging you into that movie to kind of want to watch it. The US trailer really just felt like a bunch of clips from the movie and just felt all over the place. You know, like there's parts here, parts here. And you you kind of couldn't really get a feel of what like the 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 story was going to be and whether this was going to be something you would enjoy. That was the way I felt. And then I saw that there was the international trailer, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to see if it's any different. It was roughly, I think it's like ten seconds less. So I thought maybe it could be the same. You know, sometimes they're slightly different. And I watched the international trailer, which was released at pretty much the same time. And into the international trailer it was night and day and you could say you know it's very similar clips are using but I think just the way they used it I think like you, you know you had Ernie Hudson doing like a, a voiceover I think worked really well and the story kind of like fed into like what the kind of story you're gonna get and I think it worked a lot better than the US trailer and it felt like a lot less like a bunch of clips thrown together and it felt like more you, you got to feel what the story was and some of the elements I really enjoyed from that international trailer it felt like there was some of the dark moments at the end of the trailer when there's like the young girl, her eyes get frozen and you see the like the their main villain for this movie. And I've got to feel like Stranger Things. It felt like it, they maybe let... I know like one of the cast members is from Stranger Things and it's not just because of that, but I felt like they were kind of like the effects, the the fear factor, the, the, you know, the visuals kind of got a vibe like Stranger Things. Maybe they'd thrown in some of them elements. I suppose you could say... Stranger Things was, you know, inspired by Ghostbusters as well, so it's one and the same, really. But I got a feel of that, a vibe of that, and I really liked it because I'm a big fan of Stranger Things. So I'm really look. I'm not a biggest. I'm not the biggest Ghostbusters fan. I didn't grow up with Ghostbusters. I was never. Uh, I, I liked the films, but I was never. You know. Um, you know, they didn't strike movie cheer into me. They were, you know, they were fun movies. Uh, I always say Men in Black was my Ghostbusters, personally, for me. Um, but I did like the, I like the films. I liked Afterlife. And I'm looking forward to watching this. I think maybe I'm going to become a Ghostbusters fan. I'm going to be one of, one of those guys who's got like a proton pack <laughs> on, on display and uh, like, like the jumpsuit and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm hoping, you know, it, it's with these, you know, Afterlife was very good, very well done movie, uh, very different from the original Ghostbusters movies. I think this one's now set in New York, um, they're probably going for a more of a vibe of the originals, but I think the best sticking to what they were doing well with Afterlife, because Afterlife was a fantastic film, and I think as much as I, I, I like the combo of the, the new and old cast, but I do think, you know, they got the... I, I think they've got a really good cast members of the younger cast there, and I think it's just grow from that. Paul Rudd's in there. I think Paul Rudd's a great addition cast-wise. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it personally. I think, I think it's going to be a, a fun film. Um, like I said, I think it's, it looks like a film. It's got a bit of everything in there. Slime is in there as well, so 
Uh, that'll be good. But yeah, Frozen Empire, definitely, what do you think of the trailers? The international, the US trailer? I personally watched them both and let me know your, what your thoughts are. I think the, the US trailer was a lot worse than the international. I think the international trailer was really a solid, solid trailer. Solid trailer. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? What else has been on my screen this past week? Well, I have watched, finally got around to watching Transformers Rise of the Beast, released in 2023. Uh, Rise of the Beast is set in the 90s, 1994. It's kind of, I think they're kind of like rebooting the Transformers movies now. This one takes inspiration from the Beast Wars uh, TV show, animated show and toy line of the 90s, early 2000s probably. And it's basically like a bit of a reset, but, you know, they acknowledge stuff from, like, the Bumblebee movie a bit. Like, a, a kind of like a little nod. But it's set, and it's... You know, I've only watched a couple of the Transformers movies. I've, I've never been a massive Transformers fan, if I'm being honest. Um, running trend here. Never been a massive Ghostbusters fan. Never been a massive Transformers fan. It's just never been my thing. I watched a few of their movies. Some of them were okay. And then I just kind of... I think I remember watching one. I think it was maybe the second one. I thought it was absolutely... Uh, awful, and I, I just kind of thought, you know what, I'm kind of done with this, and I've, I've watched bits and pieces of the other ones, I've not watched them all in full, like the Mark Wahlberg ones, they looked okay, Bumblebee was not amazing, it, was, it wasn't it was awful, but it, was, it wasn't brilliant, but then I thought, you know what, I'll give this a chance, because I, I remember having some of them Beast Wars toys as a kid, and really enjoying them, and I thought it's, you know, the Animal Transformers, the Maximals, they call them, and I thought, let's let's see what this movie is about. So, like I said, it's set in 1994. You have the Beast Wars characters, the Maximals, so like they're transforming from like gorillas to to Autobots, to Transformers, and like cheetahs and Falcons. Then you also have the the Autobots, Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, uh, Mirage, a few of other characters. Uh, I'm not going to name them all because I don't know them all. <laughs> and uh, they they combine up to take on so. I, I'll be honest, I hear a lot of these names, and so I get lost in these names. It's like, you know, Unicron, Megatron, Optimus Prime, Maximals. There's so many different names, and for me, who's not a fan of this franchise, I kind of get lost in these names, so I have to write some of them down. So apparently, in this film, Unicron is this planet-eater evil villain, so it's trying to destroy planets. It's trying to destroy Earth. They, the him, Unicron is just like this planet-eater, so he sends down his, like, sort of, like his generals to try and track down this key that can help destroy uh, the planets and stuff like that. So basically, they've got to protect this key. This is the whole story. And this key is the only way that Optimus Prime and his gang of Transformers can get back to their home world of Cybertron, is it? And basically, that's the story. And it combines with the human story. You've got this character called Noah, who's like this ex-army guy who can't get a job, can't get catch any luck. And he, you know, teams up with the Transformers with the character of Mirage. He ends up, like, stealing the car. And, and you know, I will say there's going to be spoilers here ahead, but I feel like it's been out for a while there's now. So spoilers for this movie. But he teams up with them, and then they take on the, you know, the villains of this. And then you have the Maximals join the fight at the end as well. And you have Op Optimus Primal. It's a gorilla who takes his name from Optimus Prime because he was inspired by Optimus Prime. I think that's awesome. And you see, look, first of all, you know, this movie was super fun. I, I'm I'm really shocked by how much I enjoy this. My favourite Transformers experience of watching a movie, by far, super film. And I didn't really hear too much about this movie to, you know, any good vibes or bad vibes. It was kind of I didn't really hear much. 
I heard about some of the stuff that happens in the movie, which I will get to in a moment. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it was a really great story. I, I like the fact they go to Peru, so like a, a lot of the major battle is in like this just grassy area where there's no city landscape. So you know, humans don't actually know about the Transformers. They don't see the battles. They just it's all kept hidden away in this like jungle uh, sort of. Uh, location in Peru, the end battle, and the end battle. Wow, this the end battle was phenomenal. It kind of had vibes of like um, end game with the, with the Transformers, just like all come back teaming up the the Maximals, the Autobots taking on the villains. And I love that part when I think Op Optimus Primal says um, Maximals maximize or something like that and then they all transform into the robot version so they go from the the animal versions the animal robot versions to the sort of like alt transformer versions and it's it's so cool that scene and honestly it's like a 10-15 minute battle battle scene and i didn't get bored or think oh this is getting dull at any moment the music it went from orchestral to like a sort of like a a natural song and then back to the orchestral music and it just really was really well done the battle scenes i didn't at any point get bored i was like this is amazing this is like really fun to watch and i really enjoyed it and um yeah so and then you see what i liked as well this character of nowhere you know he has this character uh, this transformer mirage who he's friends with and mirage is you know he, he needs he's getting beaten down and then he decides he says you're gonna have to take the wheel and he transforms over no noah's body into like an iron man suit and then noah this ex-army guy who's teamed with the Transformers is taking on, you know, all the villains as well in this Iron Man-like suit, and he's, you know, he's teaming with the Transformers, and then, you know, they beat the trans, they beat the the villains, they save the world, and you know, the happy ending. At the end of the story, I'm gonna get to the end of the story now. There's a tease at the very end, uh, pre pre credits it is. So it's um, where Noah's going for a new job at this like security firm. And then it gets, you know, he's the guy who's interviewing me. He's asking him, like, what experience have you had recently, and what where have you been? And he's like, he's like, I've been South American. He says, oh, what kind of work is that? And then he's like, ah, oh, nothing, nothing much. And he said, and then he starts the guy who's interviewing him. He says, so it was in Peru. And he's like, how did you know it was Peru? And then he's like, well, I know, I know a lot about you. I know about you and the big guys. And so this guy knows about the. Obviously, this was a secret battle in the middle of nowhere, but this guy knows about the battle. He was interviewing Noah. Noah's like, what's going on here? You FBI? You CIA? And then he reveals, you know, we're, we're recruiting. We're going to, you know, we're going to pay your brother's health bills because his brother's not well at the start of the movie. And we, we're recruiting. We need you and the big guys for a battle because we're fighting a battle on our own front. Um and the recruitment is, I've heard about this, I heard about this prior to watching this, but I, I thought the scene was really well done, I really enjoyed it. It's a G.I. Joe team up. So Hasbro own Transformers and G.I. Joe, it's Hasbro's film line now, they own Power Rangers as well, I'm pretty sure, so the, you know, there's room for Power Rangers link up maybe along further along the line, but yeah, they're going to do, they, you know, they show on the card and then it's like, the wall started opening up and you see like all the the G.I. Joe people and all like the tanks, the weaponry, and it looks awesome. I, I love that tease. They're obviously teasing Noah to become a member of G.I. Joe. They're also teasing a G.I. Joe Transformers team-up movie, um, which I am all in for. I love the Transformers movies. I, sorry, I love the G.I. Joe movies, um, and I think I think it'll be cool because it, kind of the G.I. Joe movies feel like they're up in the air 
over the past few, like, because they've not done, like, massively well. I don't think, like, people have taken... I've I, I really enjoyed them, but they're not... I don't think, like, the beloved... It's like a beloved franchise, the movies, anyway. But I think, you know, teaming it with Transformers, we're going to get more G.I. Joe, which is great. So I, I'm I'm down for that. So overall, though, Rise of the Beast really surprised me. Really a, a great action movie, great, very entertaining, some great scenes, very enjoyable, very enjoyable indeed. Um, I want to talk finally now, a bit of sad, sad news coming out in the in the world of uh, movies uh, this week, that Carl Weathers, uh, a.k.a. Apollo Creed, passed away this past week. Uh, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. I just want to talk about some of his movies. I'm not going to go too deep into, you know, um, each and every movie. He, died, he passed away this week. He was 76 years old, which I think is, is incredibly young nowadays. Um, I, I think, you know, people go on to live to like late 90s, even hundreds these days. But Carl, let's celebrate. His, let's celebrate Carl Weathers. I think that's a great thing to do. Carl Weathers... Like I said, Apollo Creed and the Rocky movies, four Rocky movies, um, Predator, Grief Karga in Mandalorian. I, I've just got to say, for I mean, obviously he's done many more movies, but these are the movies for a lot of people are notable movies for myself as well. And I'm sure over the years I'm going to find more Carl Weathers movies and be like, that is an awesome movie. But for me, it's got to be Rocky. You know, Apollo Creed, that character is fantastic. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Rocky movies. For me, that was in rotation with like the likes of Star Wars growing up. Um, you know, Rambo, Rocky, they were just in rotation for me with the Lion King mixed in as well. <laughs> and I, I, I loved it. And it's, what's great about Rocky and Apollo Creed, that character, he goes from the first movie to being this arrogant champion, very charismatic who fights Rocky, this, you know, this underdog. And then, it, you know, it's pretty much undecided and every in the second movie everyone's doubted him and all that charisma has kind of been sucked dry he's kind of like i I, mean, I think there's a scene where he says something like i'm paraphrasing here but he's like you know i i think he says like, i i beat him but i didn't beat him or something like that or, I, or it's, it's, I think it's like i won the fight but i didn't beat him and he's i remember he's like his wife saying to him like he's in like a rut he's like sitting in his his living room and he's just like just sitting there and just in an absolute grump and he's really angry the fact that you know people are doubting him as a champion you know making out that Rocky is the better fighter and he can't come to terms with that and then we have that fight at the end again Rocky 2 which is great uh, Rocky 3 he then becomes you know the friend to Rocky the the trainer so he goes from the charismatic one first movie the villainous role kind of a bit more of a harder enemy for Rocky in the second movie the third movie becomes a friend and a trainer. And then obviously the fourth movie, you see the demise of that character. You see him, him go back into the ring and trying to relive his, his glory days from the first movie. And he, you know, he sadly, um, you know, loses his life in that, in that movie. You know, Paul Creed's character, the character of Paul Creed dies. And then we have that legacy then of the follow-up, the Creed movies of his son, the character of his son in them Creed movies. So such a legacy there. Mandalorian, he's, he's great in the Mandalorian. And Predator, yet yeah, rest in peace, Carl Weathers, fantastic actor, uh, great, you know, done some directing work as well in the recent Mandalorian series, so rest in peace, what a career, what a guy, what an actor, um, yeah, sad day for movie fans indeed. Um, but that is what's been on the screen this week, ladies and gents, uh, now let's move on to today's headline topic. The Movie Cheer Podcast presents... 
the headline topic for the episode. Remember to spread a head, bit head, of headline topic. Head, head, head. So today's headline topic, 90s movie room tech versus the noughties, the the 2000s movie room tech. Discussing my, you know, how I feel about both of them, my experiences with them, the comparisons, and just looking back how we feel about them now, uh, you know, in 2024 film in this episode and so let's start with my experience of 90s movie room tech um how you know i grew up in the 90s and the, and the early not early uh noughties early 2000s 90 roos 90 movie room tech for me i i look back at that and i think what do i think of 90s movie room tech what do i think of it i think you know, for me, it's like the big TVs were, you know, you had the big backs on them, where it like, you know, the big fat backs of TVs, none of them slim TVs, um, VHS, the quality of VHS, the, even like, <laughs> just like that whole experience, it was just all bulk, wasn't it, you know, is and, and then I look back to the storage of the movie room, the movie room content, you know, it wasn't, that then it wasn't slim DVD cases, it wasn't streaming, it was big, you know, what we had in the 90s, the VHS, you know, for me, I didn't have Laserdisc, I didn't have anything like that, it was uh, VHS for me, video, I'm sure a lot of people were the same back in the 90s, and for me, you know, my, my experiences were, my movie room experience in the 90s was, you know, I say movie room, but it would have been the living room, having the wall, I've said this before, like a wall of VHS and it felt like, I I remember, you know, you have memories of things and then you, you kind of like don't know whether it's like you remember it right, but I, I, I know it was exactly like that because VHS was so big and we had, we had a really decent sized collection. My dad used to go car boots and used to bring VHS and get them cheap. And we used to have like a wall of VHS. And I, I remember it like, especially I think as when you're a kid as well, when you're smaller and you see like like big shells, they seem a lot bigger as well. And it, I remember it just felt like when um, when you see films where you see like them libraries where it's like wall to wall of books. And I remember we had like like dark mahogany uh, bookcases at the time, and it was just wall to wall of VHS, and it was just it was unreal. And probably in comparison to what what I have even behind me now on DVDs, there probably weren't half as many, but it felt like there was more because. It was literally like probably like two, three or four, maybe maybe three or four bookcases full of vi- video, and it it was unreal. And like I said, it it was as a little kid, you're looking up and you're like, wow, this is this is a lot, isn't it? And it, it's it was mesmerizing, and like when you, and especially when you go to like the video shop as a kid, and then you see all them, and you come home, and you're like, wow, I've actually got quite a lot here as it is, and it was it was awesome, absolutely awesome. I loved it, and. It, it was unreal, but the quality. What can I what can I say about the quality? The vid- video, you know, you put the video in. You oftentimes I wouldn't rewind it from the last time I'd watched the movie, so you put it in. You had to stop it, rewind the video, and then start the movie. And then you had all the, the advertisements at the start of the movies. You'd skip through. You like you like fast forwarding it through, 
and then you get to the movie and then you watch the movie on your big big tv like i said when i say big i don't mean like wide tv i mean physically like heavy big you know like big back i, I don't know if they're all classes like crt tvs or whatever you class them as but like just like the big bulky tvs from the 90s and you know like the widescreen wasn't a thing it was full screen movies back then and it it was totally different and obviously the quality back then you know for me the quality always felt great watching it i enjoy it. as long as you i always say as long as you can experience the movie the quality is good enough and it's more about the movie you're watching as long as the quality is good that's great and um, i think looking back i really enjoy the quality at the time but then you you do like over the years you appreciate like the fact that when it like the worst times with VHS were it would go fuzzy at times. And I, I remember like you, you'd be watching like an important scene of a movie and it would like, it would break up and you'd get like the static on the screen and stuff like that. And it was just like, oh man, I just, I, I missed like a really important visual. And, and the fact that the matter is, you know, with video, with VHS, once it's damaged, it's, it's damaged. You, you'd have to, you can't do anything more with that. It's, it's done. <laughs> it's, it's damaged the actual, like the film on it. So um, as far I mean, maybe there's some professional restorers out there who can restore stuff, but um, obviously on that level, as a as a kid, you, you can't restore that. That that is video when it's you know it starts fuzzing up and it starts crackling, and that part of the movie is is damaged. You know you just have to fast forward it or just grit grit your teeth and just go through it, go with it. So yeah, it was it, for me though. I I had a lot of enjoyment with, from that, and now let's move on to to the early. 2000s well the, the 2000s are whole the noughties but looking at the early you know early years of the 2000s so for me then like the 90s then we moved into the 2000s movie room tech changed for a lot of people back then um so like it moved into then you know like i said we had the big bulky tvs you moved into more of the flat screen tvs which everyone has now bulky tvs are no longer a thing which is it's bizarre how, how things change over the years. Yeah, the flat TVs, then we obviously widescreen TVs come in. Um, DVD, this is the big one. DVD for me is unreal. Just such a leap in quality, uh, a leap in everything. It was like I remember seeing the adverts on the videos, you know, at the time, and it would be, you know, advertised dvd and you're like oh, I'm, I'm not kidding you are you kind of thinking this is just maybe just a little fad it's like there's no way video is going to end vhs is going to end and they're going to be taken over by this disc and that's what you're thinking at the time and then you know suddenly you're realizing everyone is getting on the bandwagon for dvd and everyone is you know getting rid of the vhs not everyone but the majority of people are getting rid of the vhs going for dvd and as a family, that's what we did. We we ended up going uh, slowly. I, I don't know if it was a kind of like a a case where we. I, I always forget like how it happened now because it's such a long time ago. But I remember obviously getting a DVD player, first DVD player, and I remember going Asda, and we got like I think it was like two for three on DVDs or something like that, or two for five pounds, or two for not for, not two for five pounds, definitely not back then. I think it was like you get like so many movies, and I remember. Because I've still got some of them in the collection. I've got the 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 good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, that Sergio Leone uh, trilogy, Clint Eastwood trilogy. Uh, I remember as well, and I've got rid of some of them now. The movies, but I remember getting like the Royal Rumble. I think it was the, it might have been like the two thousand and three or two thousand and four Royal Rumble. It was one where Triple H was on the front cover, and it was. I remember getting that from Asda as well. I remember getting Spider Man, the first Spider Man movie with Tobey Maguire. I just really, you know 
remember I remember getting them DVDs and they them being the first ones and just being like mesmerized by first of all menus like menu options you know because obviously video you didn't have menus on them that was that was really weird and then obviously the bonus content the bonus content that was was uh, I'm not I've not even got to the quality yet but the bonus content of the movies you know you get behind the scenes stuff which I'd never had before the only sort of behind the scenes stuff I remember on VHS was the thriller uh, Michael Jackson thriller music video VHS and let me know if you you remember this one but I remember if you had the VHS back then I think it it might have been either a separate VHS or it was on the same so you had the music video and then at the end or the start of it it shown the the making of that music video and all like the the zombies getting created and all like the choreography and I used to watch that as a kid because I thought it was really interesting and seeing the bonus material available on DVD then was such a brilliant thing for me I I loved it and even to this day I love watching bonus content seeing the behind the scenes stuff I mean for me the big ones are like your big hitters your Star Wars your Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings is phenomenal for the bonus content and the making of that that movie just to see behind the scenes the the sets the characters just how they made their movies it's great to see but yeah and then the you know the quality of DVD was just such you know first of all it the quality keeps up it doesn't fuzz I mean fair enough if you get a scratch on it it will fuzz at times but it wasn't like a like the grading the dip of quality throughout the movie you notice that on VHS over time it wasn't like that on DVD and DVD still to this day holds up I think personally that's why I still I'm a bit big advocate of DVD I really enjoy DVD so it's like I said flat flat screens widescreen DVD getting rid of that you know that movie, that movie collection, I remember taking that movie collection, the VHS movie collection, we, we sold it out of the local market and we uh, we got at the time was like maybe 50p a pound a, a video and it was like, it was good value at the time what we were getting and it was it was sad to do it because we had such a good, brilliant collection but we kind of like, we were all in on DVD and it was like, you know what, we're not going to do both, we're just going to do, like, go for DVD and that's then moving forward, we start and build that collection and you know, and a lot of people were saying, went from there and still to this day, I collect DVD. And that's why I enjoy DVD. Um, but the benefits, the comparisons, I, I think kind of acknowledged it with a lot of spoke, spoken about there, but I think the two big points for me are space and quality. So first of all, space, saving. Saving space. Because like I said, I had like growing up, it was like three, four book, bookshelves and these were like tall you know, from top to bottom, you know, ceiling, ceiling bookshelves of VHS. And then compare that to like what I have behind me now here, I've probably got a couple hundred DVDs. If they were all VHS, I would probably need three or four bookshelves now of like, you know, you know, top to ceiling, bottom to ceiling DVD, uh, DVD of VHS to fit that many in. So the space saving aspect of DVD is brilliant, and and even with this, I I don't even have to have this. I've got like like I said, I've got the the wallets, the DVD wallets, where I keep some DVDs in there, and I got a couple hundred in there as well. And again, there's, you couldn't do that with VHS. You can't put a VHS in a wallet. <laughs> it just it wouldn't. You know, it's the it's the size of the case. The VHS it's so big, so the space saving is is a big one. And I think for me now, I think. I'm, I, I've always said this on the channel. I I love seeing people who've got like other YouTube channels 
other podcasters who've got like a movie collection, they've got wall-to-wall movies and the movie room tours. I love watching them. For myself though, I'm a bit OCD and I like a bit of like that minimalism look. And for me, I don't like clutter that much. I say that, I'm looking around the room I'm recording in now and it is a bit messy. <laughs> but um, I don't like wall-to-wall person. I feel a bit like enclosed in sometimes, me personally. So I, I don't think I could have like the VHS collection now. I don't think it would, it would um, be good for me personally. So that is a big one. And the quality, the quality, I've got onto it already, but the quality was, it's night and day. Um, if you compare DVD and VHS, they are such a contrasting quality. But I always say, like I said, if you can enjoy the movie and the quality is decent enough, if the VHS holds up and the quality holds up on a VHS, I think you can still enjoy a movie on that as well. But for me, DVD whole is, you know, by far a superior quality of um, movie product. You know, it's, um, you know, a media disc that really does hold up the test of time and after continuous watches still holds up the quality. Uh, you don't have to rewind the movies, which is a convenience as well. I know it's a convenience, but it's so much easier just pressing play when you get to the menu. And then the added bonus of all the bonus material is such a big one as well. Um, but... What are my favourite parts looking back to both of these errors? Uh, I think, like I said, even though it would probably cause me a lot of OCD now, looking back, the memories for me are the wall-to-wall of videos. You know that that is a great memory, and I wish I had some photos. I'm gonna have to try and dig out some photos one day. But for me, they are memories in my mind that I really did. Uh, you know, for me, I enjoy a lot, and I I, I don't really want to get into going to the video shop them experience because I feel that's a separate separate topic, but. The home movie room tech experience of the 90s, the seeing the the wall-to-wall of videos was just a, a really fun sight. I, I think to remember in my mind it was it was good. And like I said, now I probably think it was too cl- too much. But I, I really enjoy it. I think you look at DVD now and it is you look, it's it's very small, space saving. I've got a convenient unit that closes up behind me. I don't see that. Um so I don't look at DVD like that i don't have that nostalgia to think oh look at the dvd collection i like looking at my dvd collection i like looking at the physical movies but i don't feel like that that memory of looking at them you know thinking wow that was a cool visual a cool looking room um so yeah they're definitely my favorite parts of it and i think again looking at the bonus material on dvds has always been something i've been fond of and for me even looking back and even up to now to, to now in 2024 I still enjoy that bonus material so I have a lot of uh, nostalgia for, for that, that material on DVDs as well um, so what would I would I like to embrace any of this in the future any you know both of these decades the noughties the nineties what era would I like to embrace more in the future in the movie room that I have now um, I think to be honest I've said this before but I'm, I, I'm I've looked at different things like looking at buying you know the odd vhs because i don't think i would personally buy a vhs player and play videos uh not say i never say never but i think for me i'd just like to decorate the room with a few of my favorite vhs's uh videos you know tapes and the covers because i think the cover art is brilliant on some of them vhs and very different from the dvds so like the likes of star wars like masters of the universe some of the wrestling vhs from the past which i really enjoy I think some of them just having, again, it's a bit of a nostalgia kick, but I think I'd like to embrace some of that in the movie room. Um, for me, I, I can't really look at back at the noughties with 
stuff I'd like to embrace because I think I'm still embracing it at this moment in time. DVDs I embrace because I really enjoy DVDs. I'm a big, again, I still, this channel, I discuss DVDs. People say to me a lot of the time, you know, you know, are you collecting Blu-rays? Are you collecting 4Ks yet? AP. I'm like, you know what? Not at this moment in time. And I keep on saying, you know, I will at some point. And you know, I keep on going back to the tree of, you know, the well, if you like, um, the DVD is still great and still good. And that's why I still, I'm still sticking with DVD at this moment in time. And like I said, Never say never with moving to new content, new media types. But at the moment, I, I'm really happy. I'm happy with the collection I have, happy with the, the media format I have. And I think, yeah, it's always just about looking at what you have, embracing a bit of the stuff you enjoy, and just going from there and creating a movie room you really, really enjoy spending time in. So that's the main thing. But yeah, uh, let me know some of your thoughts on this topic. The 90s movie room tech versus the 2000s movie room tech. What are your memories, your experiences from, from both of those eras, them decades? Let me know your thoughts on this. Um, because I think so many people have got different experiences from, from whatever age they were, uh, how they, you know, at the time and how they felt about that media format. And some people maybe didn't embrace DVD or maybe didn't ever embrace VHS. So I just want to hear your memories on this. I think it's really cool to hear different types of memories from different people because we've all got different experiences with both of these. So uh, that is today's headline topic. Let's move on to Case Cover Collision. Case Covers take on other Case Covers. Can you handle it? Case Cover Collision. Case Cover Collision. Each and every week, I choose a different movie and look at the different case covers for that movie and put them up against each other on Case Cover Collision to find out which one is the best. So this week on Case Cover Collision, I will be discussing the case covers for the movie The Marvels, the new Marvel movie, the sequel to the Captain Marvel movie. I will say at this moment in time, um, I've, I've not watch this movie so it's one I'm definitely going to check out I wasn't a big fan of the original Captain Marvel movie it just wasn't for me personally but I'll definitely check this one out um, I've not really heard too much but I've seen like the end credits scene so I suppose spoilers for the end credits scene now we see um, we see X-Men the X-Men universe link up with we see Beast played by Kelsey Grammer uh, in a CGI form uh, with one of the characters from I, I can't is it uh it's not Monica, is it Monica Rambo? It's the or is it a daughter? I always forget the name of the character, but her character, um, I'll just call her Rambo because <laughs> I can't remember the character's name. Again, I'm not really familiar with these characters that well, uh, but her character is in a different universe with the X Men characters. But yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. But let's talk about the covers. So we've got a DVD case cover. Uh, we've also got the 4K and the 4K steelbook. So. First of all, we're going to look at the DVD. The DVD case cover, you have uh, Captain Marvel here. You have Rambo. Uh, is it Miss Marvel, the young character from the Marvel TV show? Again, I've not seen that TV show. And then you have Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson's character. All, you know, front and center here. Uh, Captain Marvel's at the front, though. Her, she is a bit more, like, in color. You see the other ones are kind of in, like, a blue translucent, translucent color a bit more. In the background, you see like this planet and you see all different blues and it's kind of like a blue and red sort of look, a lot more blue than anything. Uh, in the background, then above, on top, on the top of the screen, we have the Marvel's logo, very large logo. And behind Carol Danvers, Miss, uh, Captain Marvel character, you see like this 
orange light going up towards the logo of the Marvels uh, um, logo. So yeah, I, I like this. You, you know, you're looking at the suits. The suits are really cool. I think Rambo's character uh, her, again is it Monica Rambo or is that, is that her mother? Um, but her character, her suit is like a Power Rangers suit. I think it looks really cool. Very reminiscent of Power Rangers. I think, and the other two suits are really cool as well. I like all you see from all of them. They've got like you know a lot of like light and power coming from the from the hands and the fists, and you see all this power around them. It's a really cool looking cover. I like I like the look of it. I think it it's you know it's a science fiction movie from what I gather. Um, so I think it's a very much a sci-fi cover. So I like this. So DVD cover gets my approval. Um, Let's look now at the the Marvel's 4K cover. And this movie, just say, it, it's coming out physical on February the 19th. So uh, let's look at the Marvel's cover. This one is a lot more simplified, a lot less going on in the background. So you've got uh, Rambo, um, Captain Marvel, and Ms. Marvel, them three characters. Rambo's to the left, Ms. Marvel's to the right, uh, Captain Marvel's at the front. They're all looking up in the distance. This time, a bit more of a mid-shot rather than a full shot this time as well of those characters. The background this time is a purple background with like a black fade to the um, to the outsides, to the outsides of the case. Then you've got the Marvel text, the Marvel's text this time. Very similar text, a bit smaller above them again. And I think it just pops a bit more. I think I like the... There's like power coming through Captain Marvel's fists again, and it's like this electrical sort of like power, um, energy power, and it really pops on this cover. I really like the look of it. I think the purple as well really suits. I think it looks better because it's a lot less going on, a bit more simplified, a bit more minimalist, and I think this case cover really, really pops. So for me, so far, this 4K cover is winning the race on K's cover collision. Uh, now let's go to the 4K steelbook of this this is available everywhere um it's available amazon zavi and hmv it's not an ex exclusive for anywhere uh, so this cover is a different cover again very much with the purple theme it's like a purple space background okay purple space background you see the stars in the distance and then you see captain marvel they're all like in cartoon form here captain marvel you see a full shot of her face side on but it is like very much like a transparent her face. You just see the outlines of her hair and her face, her, her nose, of her, her eyes. Her eyes is her eye is sparkling like there's a power source coming from her eye, and she's looking side onto the to the left here. Then you've got Rambo and Miss Marvel. Them two characters, uh, Miss Marvel's looking towards the camera, and and. Rambo is like looking in the distance as if she's in a battle. And again, they're very much transparent going into the theme of the space background here, of this purple background. And again, it's a very different cover. And you see here at the very, you don't see the Captain, the Marvel's logo on the top this time. It is super tiny at the bottom of the screen. So they've switched it around, put it at the bottom, made it very small, like almost like you can't see it. You have to kind of like squint to see it. And you can't really see that. But it's a very different cover. I like what they're kind of going with. Again, a very science fiction kind of like comic book artwork cover here. What you would expect on like a comic book comic book cover of a sci-fi comic. Uh, for me, I will say though, it just doesn't really pop as much as the other case covers. I just think it just looks a bit like low effort personally, this cover. It doesn't really do much for me personally. Um... But yeah, that's 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 my opinion of that. So, which one is the winner of this week's edition of Case Cover Collision? I will say the winner of this week's Case Cover Collision is the 4K standard 4K case cover. 
that cover really pops. I think it's a fantastic looking cover. Um, it's just really, I love the, the energy coming out of the fists of Captain Marvel. I think they all look really crystal clear in this. It really looks like a solid looking cover. The, uh, the purple behind them with the black uh, fade looks really good. I think it pops were there. It's a really good looking cover. I like this. So the winner of this week's case cover collision for, is the Marvel's 4K standard case cover. So that's it for Case Cover Collision. Let's move on with the rest of the show. The Amazon Top 10 is approaching. Prepare yourself. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, the Amazon Top 10 has arrived. The Amazon Top 10. Each and every week, I give you the Amazon Top 10 for best sellers list for DVDs, Blu-rays, and 4Ks for Amazon.co.uk. So now, let's look at the Amazon Top 10 list for this week, ladies and gents. So, uh, first of all, we have... At number 10, we have Downton Abbey, A New Era on DVD at number 10. Number 9, we have Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 on DVD. Um, on, at number 8, we have uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Blu-ray. not seen that movie. not seen Mission Impossible yet. That's at number 8, Five Nights at Freddy's Blu-ray. At number 7, we have The Marvels on DVD, a movie we discussed on Case Cover Collision this week. At number 6, we have Trolls Band Together on DVD. At number 5, we have Doctor Who, The Collection, Season 15 on Blu-ray. At number 4, we have Oppenheimer on Blu-ray. At number 4, that is. At number 3, we have Barbie on DVD. At number 2, Oppenheimer takes the DVD spot for number 2. At and at number one, we have Five Nights at Freddy's DVD. So Five Nights at Freddy's is the uh, reigning the Amazon top 10 for this week, ladies and gents. Now let's move on to the final segment of today's show. Not so worthy blockbuster housekeeping. This is the part of the show where we kind of just wind down, discuss what's going on in Movie Cheer Town, and just have a general chit-chat at the end of the show. So... Uh, first of all, I want to say uh, last week on I part of the video, you know, returning for 2024. Obviously, I took a break over December and January. I like to do that, just have a little break over the Christmas period and the start of the year. And it was nice. And I just want to say as well, the comments on that video were very, very nice and very uh, kind from a lot of people out there in the community. So thank you very much. I very much appreciate the kind messages. So, uh, And it's great to be back. Uh, making content again i'm really looking forward to to this year 2024 just really uh, putting out some fun content like i said in that video i'm really looking forward to it and just getting involved with the community and getting more people involved with the uh, the podcast as well which is great um so yeah thank you very much guys and i want to say as well i've been discussing it with my my buddy uh, ben aka rider rated a team check him out on instagram awesome guy uh me and ben we collaborated a few i think it was 2022 now and uh we did a laser disc discussion so we are talking about discussing uh having a collaboration um again on the channel and doing a another laser disc discussion so 
I thought I'd put it out there because I'm going to be, I've, I've got a bunch of questions already for Ben, but I thought, you know what, um, I want to see if, you know, the commu community, I'm going to put a post out about this as well. So uh, if you want to feel free to leave it in the comments or drop me a message or leave a comment in the post to put up. Uh, so we're, we're looking for questions. If you want have a particular question about laser disc collecting or just laser disc in general, your memories, um, just want to share some stories or you want to, what we can uh, discuss as well during the during that episode, and uh, yeah, feel free to let us know, get, drop them in the comments below. Uh, but yeah, we're just looking for more topics on that. We've got, I've got a bunch that I'm going to be uh, sending over to Ben um, over the weekend. And yeah, we're hopefully hopefully going to be doing that episode, whether it's a live episode or a pre-recorded uh, episode of Movie Cheer Town. Uh, probably over the next month or two, we're gonna we're gonna do something because I, I really I think Ben's a top guy and I really enjoyed the discussion last time we had. So he's got he's got a really cool laser disc collection. Also, he's really knowledgeable of the format as well, um, which I am not. So it's always for me. I find it really fun to just hear get that knowledge and hear stories of laser disc and him more about the format so it's really fun to, to hear so i'm looking forward to that so yeah any any topics you'd like to add to that uh, any questions for ben uh, that we can discuss on that episode feel free to drop them in below and um, also i want to say i've mentioned it on the episode last week but the 10k not 10k <laughs> well we're not there yet the 1k uh, celebration live stream i will i'm still planning it it's trying to find out a format and what we're going to do with that but the 1k live stream celebrating 1k 1000 subscribers on the channel which is still awesome to me uh we're going to do something special about that do a live stream of some sort and we're going to come up with a format over the next month or so so it's not forgotten it's just uh it's in the works now but it's great to be back anyway i'm really enjoyed this episode today getting back a really great topic to discuss and i think of a bit of a different topic for the show as well we kind of always discuss kind of a movie related one doing a bit of a movie room a bit of a change 2024 a bit of a change in the format maybe a bit more maybe you'll have a few more of these types of discussions i think it's fun i love talking about movie rooms and my memories of movie rooms from the past i think it's really fun to have that nostalgia uh hit i, I love it so it, it's really a really fun episode i really enjoyed today's episode and it's been fun just getting back discussing movies with you all as always i really enjoy so yeah thank you for joining me so uh that's it for another episode ladies and gents if you enjoyed this episode today of the movie cheer pod and um, please do give it a like if you're watching on youtube and leave a comment below of all your thoughts on today's topics and uh if you're watching this uh, if you're listening to this on a po podcast app of your choosing please do subscribe to the podcast app and subscribe to the youtube channel as well and uh, obviously leave a five-star review on the podcast app of your choice because all the reviews help the movie cheer podcast and the movie cheer town community to grow even more uh, so yeah let me know all your thoughts on today's topics 90s movie rooms versus uh, 2000s movie rooms tech which is your favorite what are your memories what are your thoughts on some of the movies i discussed today transformers rise of the beast what do you think of that uh, the new ghostbusters uh, uh, what's it called frozen empire trailer and also give me your memories of carl weathers your favorite carl weathers performances in movies let me know all your thoughts on today's topics uh, thank you very much for joining me for this episode ladies and gents remember to spread a bit of movie cheer and as always i will see you next time